All right, there we are. We are live, and we're going to give everyone a few minutes to, you know, come on in. I know we're about 15 minutes late. Apologies for that, but no big All my deal. fault. <laughs> Mine too. Anyways, before we get started, I'll knock this out of the way. Today's episode, like all my episodes, are brought to you by my patrons. What are patrons? Patrons are people that get a daily card, stuff that I bet on, that I like, emailed right to them. They get first access to everything. They get heads up on like tonight's stream of who I'm going to have on. They get to put input. They get direct access to me and they help support the show. Pretty cool. So if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash game on podcast, sign up and uh, join our community. And now's a great time because NBA playoffs are, are about to start. We're going to, that's what we're talking about today. NBA playoff preview. And I've been talking for two months now about how excited I am for the playoffs to start because it's a totally di different atmosphere when it comes to betting. For one, we actually know who's going to start. But if you want all that plus more, go to patreon.com slash game on podcast. Sponsored by YooHoo. <laughs> Let's bring him in. All right, people, listen, it is Feel Good Friday. I just got done eating ribs with the family at a nice barbecue place. Had a couple Long Island iced teas. I'm feeling good and i got the one and only odds father on the stream tonight nick how you doing i'm doing good man i'm glad to uh it's still a work in progress down here this is my man cave and i have a tv behind me and i'm watching the yankee game in front of me while i'm while you know maybe who knows we get some some magic in this game we could talk about while we're streaming but uh i'm hoping to have some odds father stuff and, and other sports memorabilia added to the wall soon but most importantly i'm fired up to be on here because it's been a while since we did one together i mean we did something together recently, but just the two of us, it's been a while since we've done one, and it's always fun. We always have plenty to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and the yeah. NBA playoffs is here, mm -hmm. and the Knicks are back in the NBA playoffs for the first time in seven years. Go! <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yes, it has been too long. Um, to our to, to you know, our defense, there really hasn't been much. Last one we did was, I think, what we did solo was March Madness, of course. Um, but there really hasn't been much. Um I mean, once football season starts, you guys are going to get a lot of us and a bunch of major plays, all of them. You're going to get all of us on here. Um, that was fun. You were just saying that was fun the other day, uh, uh, getting to stream with them. We, need, we definitely need to do that more. We're all It's so funny. We all are like, oh, we need to stream more, but we're all doing stuff that makes us all busy in our own way. So it's kind of it's hard to coordinate. I agree 100 percent. It's 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 we have so many people who want to get together, but uh La Pops! La Pops in the house. <laughs> that guy is the coolest cat around. I tell him all the time. So the point where I say it so much that he probably thinks I'm like busting his balls. But La Pops, <laughs> if you guys aren't following La Pops, and if you don't already know Major Plays, La Pops is the co-host. And he is just like, there's nothing that could rattle that man. He's just like, good time, Charlie. Do you, you know, you, that photo that they posted, um, or the video that they posted about the, the new podcast that's coming out that I can't wait to listen to because it's such a creative idea but the way he had the confidence wearing that pink shirt just just says it all says it all about the guy yeah definitely <laughs> all right all right guys if you guys have any questions comments uh the chat is open ask away we do not care uh it might take us a second to get to it but we will stop what we're doing to answer your questions let's uh so this is a little nba playoff preview and we're just going to dive right in we're going to try to keep this a nice tight hour um this year's a little different if people didn't if you hadn't if you don't know or didn't see my stream earlier in the week 
This year, the NBA is doing something different. And I want to get your take on this, Nick. Um, so only the top six seeds in each conference are guaranteed in. Seven through 10 do this play-in tournament where the seven seed plays the eight seed. The winner of that game is in as the seventh seed. And then the ninth seed and the 10th seed play each other. The winner of that game plays the loser of the other game. And then the winner of that game gets the eight seed. Uh, it's a little funky, um, but I'm curious, Nick, how, what, what do you think about it? So it's it's not my cup of tea um, for reasons other than LeBron not dis disagreeing with that. Let me tell you something, LeBron. I know you're watching the show. The reason, LeBron, why it's bullshit that you don't like it is because all of a sudden your team is in the play-in. But Weird. Last, last time when you were like, oh, we're a one seed and we could get a, a, an eight seed a, that we could play who's tired because they just played a 50 million games against each other. Sure, I love the idea. This is why I don't like the idea. I love the idea of a play-in, but not a seven through 10 play-in. How about this? One through seven are a lock, right? You guys all make it. And then like they did with the bubble, how about an eight versus nine? And it's a best of three series in the eight versus nine. And the winner of that becomes the eight seed. Like you can make it interesting. You can add an extra team or two. But if team's a seven seed, not an eight, they still have to be involved in a play-in. I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, I see your point. I I don't I could go either way. I don't really care. I think it's kind of weird and funky, but I, I don't I don't see what the point is. But at the same time, we're talking about it, and something. I mean, how crazy could it be that this is the year that they decide to do it, and we could have two top. When I say top, I mean historically top franchises miss the playoffs that were technically a seventh seed if meaning the lakers and Celtics, celtics who currently hold the seventh seeds i mean they, they technically of all time that's what i'm saying and how how crazy and just imagine if both of them missed it because of this new format how fast do you think they'd change that they would change it immediately because lebron would be like nope i'm not playing anymore unless you do it you know what i mean <laughs> or they'd just be like hey our ratings suck because we just lost two of our best markets <laughs> well that's the reason i think they did it because it's more it's more basketball to watch it's better yeah. better ratings you know yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Another thing for us to bet on. I, I mean, I do like it from a better standpoint. Yeah. But in terms of what's better for the sport, I, I think it's going to hurt. It's like a seven seed might be good enough to knock off the two seed. But after playing that many games in that play-in, now they're tired. It's kind of an unfair advantage for the two seed. I don't know. The Pops is rooting on the Blazers. You know, I think the Blazers hang on to that six seed. Uh, I, I really do. And get in. I don't. I don't know how far they go. And we're going to get into that later. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're a fun team to root on. Uh, and they're close by me. So, I mean, I like rooting them on. But sure, we'll see. I mean, it's just even though they, uh, they I had, I had, a, had a bad beat last night off of the Blazers. Yeah, that was <laughs> rough. That was honestly rough. The whole Devin Booker thing. But uh, I, they would be a fun team. Obviously, we've seen them before. They're a fun team to, to get in if they do. Because Dame, McCollum, um, even got, uh, you know, even like Cantor, Nurkic, those guys, and obviously I always got love for Melo, so I wish him well and hope that he wins there. Um, I, I I would love for, to see the Blazers make a run of some sort. The only thing that sucks is they would literally have to go like six weeks of just high pace scoring, and it's tough for any team to do that. Not yeah, named not the no Golden State Warriors in their prime. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive in. So what we're going to do, we're going to dive into this play-in tournament as of right now, not counting the games that happened tonight. Most of them are pretty set in stone. There might be a couple changes, but let's just break down the matchups, and we'll start in the East and, and, and 
kind of what we think. We don't have to go into too much detail in it, but just kind of what we think. So in the East, the 7-8 seed is the Celtics and Hornets, and I think that's pretty much – well, no, actually, I think that could change. Hold on one second. I had this all. Yeah, the Hornet. it could be the Pacers. So it could be Celtics, Pacers, Celtics, Hornets. It's going to be Celtics for sure. Um, I'm curious of what you think of this matchup for the Celtics, if it was the Hornets. It's a tough matchup to cap. I mean, when you when you look at it on paper, you want to say the Celtics, right? But the Celtics, they haven't been their players haven't been out just because of rest. They've been out because they can't stay healthy. And when you have guys who who is it? Um, uh, Jalen Brown is out for the year. Yeah, but Jalen Brown's out for the year. You know that Kemba is not just resting; he's unhealthy. So who knows if he'll play every game of that series? So now you're missing two of your best players against a Hornets team that conversely got back Lamelo Ball. The Hornets could win this year, this little play-in. They could win it. One game. And the thing about the Celtics is I've been following them through the season because I've been kind of waiting. I've been fading them in certain spots just because they're highly, you know, public team. But I'm waiting for them this last, you know, month, six weeks to flip a switch like a lot of these teams that are going to make a run do, and they haven't. And what I've noticed is when they play inferior teams, they tend to lose. Like they shouldn't, but they tend to lose. Like they'll go out and beat the Bucks, and then turn around the next week, lose to the Bulls. Not nothing against the Bulls, but I mean, like they should not struggle against the Bulls. And it's yeah. not just one time; it seems to be consistent. So, I think, I think they know they have no shot of doing anything this year, even if they win this game, getting into the seventh seed, and what they got to play the Nets. I, I don't know. I'm not saying that they want to bow out, but I mean, I, even if they win this, I, I, I don't think they have much confidence unless Tatum decides to go fifty plus every night. Even then, I don't know if you're going to beat the Nets doing that. Yeah, without Brown and who knows how much Kemba's going to play, it makes it tough. The only advantage I will give them is they, when they lose, they usually lose games because they're not good against, they're in the bottom six teams or bottom five teams, I believe, uh, points in the paint against and centers uh, what they average against them. And the Hornets, they have good guard and small forward play. They're not a team that plays great power forward or center. So that's something that could bold well in this. I mean, you could put a gun to my head and tell me who to pick. I'm going to say Celtics, but it's I don't like it enough to really wager on it. I'm curious to see what the line side at because I might take the if if it's if we're talking Hornets are getting five or more. I might take the Hornets at the points in that scenario. Yeah. Um, but we both agree neither well, neither of these teams have a shot at beating the Nets if they win. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that uh, the Nets are, t- are too uh, – they're the story for a whole other occasion, the Nets. But they're going to be too much for the first round at least. I worry yeah. about their defense in the long run. So, I mean, this game, I mean, it might be cute and all, but still the Nets should probably win 4-1 at the worst against I, either of these teams. Heavy Steps is in the house. My man. I love Heavy Steps. Good guy. Can Hawks you hear me? Down, Hawks down the stretch. Uh They've been fire down the stretch, but they've been fire against really bad opponents. And I just think that when it comes to the playoffs, they're gonna have to play either the Heat or the Knicks, right? So yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not saying that bias because I'm a Knicks fan, but the Knicks have beat them in the regular season, and the Knicks play good defense, um, and the Hawks don't play good defense. And the Heat, they could turn it on in a flip of a switch. The Heat are only gonna be a four through six seed because they had COVID protocol for so much of the beginning of the year or else they probably could have been a three or a four seed. Um, so when you have Butler and Bam and Hero and all those guys healthy, um, I think that either the Knicks or the Hawks, I mean, either the Knicks or the um, uh, Jesus, Heat. Heat are going to be too much for the Hawks. And we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. What is 
Something's going on with my headphones. It's just me being too loud and obnoxious, like always. This is probably a good time to take a 10-second sponsor break by you. There we go. It keeps going in and out. It keeps clear. I don't know what the hell's going on. I hate technology. Anyways, okay. Um, so heavy. So we broke that down. So then the other one, which one thing I want to say about this, Pacers and Wizards. So they just played each other twice in a week. I mean, this game is going to be ugly. I'm curious at what they set the over-under at because they set the last one at 249. And it was 20 points. Yeah, I mean, granted, it went to overtime, but but still. Um, here, you take it from here. I'll be right back. <laughs> no, no worries. All right, so Pacers versus, Pacers versus Wizards. Last time these two teams played, it went to uh, – if you see in the background right now, we got a little Yankees Orioles. The Orioles just tied it up. I'm a diehard Yankee fan, but I didn't bet the Yankees today um, because I just, you know, didn't trust their bats with so many people out. Glaber Torres out, Giovanni Urshela out, John uh, Carlos Stanton out. Um, it was just too much, too much going on uh, to bet them. But anyway, Pacers Wizards. I'm sure uh, that we'll have some other thoughts when Will gets back on it regarding it. But 133 to 132 in overtime last game. So it's going to be high scoring, but this game to me is about as dead even of a it it has nine versus ten or eight versus nine, seven versus eight written all over it uh, because both of those teams are very evenly matched. You have the Wizards who have great guard play, incredible guard play, and you have the Pacers who play good, you know, down low. They got you know Brogdon and they got Sabonis and they got all those guys. So to me, even though they're unevenly matched, like one team's good guard play, one team's good fold. That, Front court versus backcourt. That's what makes it even because they each have advantages over each other. And the two times we played, see, they played seeing how close the game was. I think that's what makes this interesting. The line on this game is going to have to be three and a half, three points max. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, there were two good games. Oh, I want to say good games, but close games. Um, a couple weeks ago when they played uh, within like a week of each other, they played. I'm just saying if they set this over under, which I think they have to at 250 or more. I have to look under. I just just off of thinking it's the end of the year, it's a playoff game. It just takes one quarter, even if it's the fourth quarter, that they just play get a little tight or some shots don't land. I I mean, I saw uh Sharp Dimes the other day cash on the second game that they played of the over of 248. I go, dude, the stones you have to have to bet the over on 248. I don't care who's playing. That's a lot of points. That's always going to be a stay away type of thing for me. Yeah. It's a trap. It's one of those things where like it's a trap either way. It's a trap in the over because they make you think if the over set that high, I guess it's going to have to be high scoring and then it's low scoring or it's a trap because it's you you think the opposite. You're like there's no way two teams score 248. They go out there and they have 133 to 132 game. Um, but I agree. I think a, it'll be interesting to see where the line's set. I think they will anticipate that it's a playoff game, so the line will probably correct itself a little bit. But where will it correct itself? The two thirty-six. I mean, it's a playoff. Then, then it's over. You got to go over. So I think it's it has to be, at least be two forty. Yeah, I think it's going to be high two thirties because I think they're going to account a little bit for the fact that it's playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, when a team just a couple of weeks ago, both these guys, they went like it was in the two nineties and two eighties. <laughs> I mean. I, it's going to be interesting. I, I wouldn't want to be that that bookmaker. No. And then um, 
the winner of this game, I think, has a chance to make the eighth seed, no matter who loses. I think I think both of these have a chance to to win against the Celtics or the Hornets. I don't think it matters because I don't think they're going to get past. Uh, I mean, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think either of these teams can get past the Sixers. I don't. I don't. The problem is uh, this is the difference. I think that a team like the Sixers is good enough defensively, where they're going to give teams fits, but the Sixers could drop a game or two, like yeah. whatever one of these teams gets in. I don't think the Sixers are going to sweep them. I think it could be a, um, you know, like a four, two series. Like, Oh my God. I was God. about to say four, two, four, two sounds right. Yeah. Cause the Sixers, they, it, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it with one season before we've seen one season have to go seven games. And then the next series they come out and sweep. It's like something about that first round. They just got ahead and kick in the ass or something. Yeah. They're going to play good defense every game, but there's mm-hmm. going to be the couple of those games where even though they play good defense, they don't score at all, where Ben Simmons doesn't hit a, a jump shot the whole game, and Embiid, instead of dropping 35 to 40, only drops 26 or 25. Or doesn't and, even show up like against the Heat the other night, yesterday. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I mean, I, I was – I was. Yeah, they're liable. Yeah, I was on the Sixers la- uh, last night just because, uh, you know, I saw a couple of people put out there like the Heat need this more, and I'm like, well, the Sixers could win this game and lock up the one seed. Yeah. And then they could rest. So I'm like, I wouldn't say they need it more. And don't get me wrong. I didn't want to fade the heat, but I was like, I'll take the plus 130 on the Sixers. And so I'm watching the game yesterday and I'm like, it was in the second quarter. Obviously they were down double digits. I'm like, but there's a chance that they could like turn it around. And when the guy missed just uh easy laying, put back laying, and it just rolled off the rim and missed it. I go, Oh, it's, it's one of those nights. They're not coming yeah. back. It doesn't matter what second half happens They're They're not coming back. So they have those kind of nights. You're right. Yeah, I agree. I think the Pacers are an interesting matchup because if Sabonis is playing well, he can kind of neutralize Embiid a little bit. Mm-hmm. You just get hot from three. I don't know. And then the Wizards, though, the Wizards, too, it could be they could just get get hot. I mean, Westbrook could do it. I don't know. It's it's It would be interesting. It's crazy. Okay. Um, now let's go to the Western Conference. I think this one's more exciting because I'm just going to say this right now. Uh Tell me the the Warriors couldn't beat the Lakers. Let I mean let, let me just let me just go off on the Lakers for a second. Everyone, if there's ever a time, and I'm not one that wants to doubt LeBron James, just kind of how I don't want to ever doubt Tom Brady, even though I'm a huge fan. It's just one of those things you don't want to do. You don't want to doubt LeBron, especially in a one game scenario. But there's got to be something to the fact that he's older. He's injured now. AD is. yeah say he's resting now for this game it just the fact that they could just tweak something uh schroeder just just was out um with covid protocol it's just there has to be something for chemistry like if lebron and them end up winning the west this year it will be just like it doesn't matter anymore it doesn't matter what seed you are and i know we've said that in the past but there's got to be something to the fact of like you don't want to be a seventh or eighth seed right and 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 so I, I just I can't I can't buy into I I gotta go with history here that says that they don't get this done whether they win this game or not I'm just talking about I don't see them getting out of the first round no matter what happens I I I hate to say it but I I agree I think they could lose the play in because the Warriors have been so hot and if Steph Curry's on there's you've seen and LeBron down firsthand LeBron's seen it firsthand yeah. if Steph Curry is having one of his Steph Curry games nothing's stopping him nobody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that um, you know I I just yeah, I, I would have to say 
I would I would have to say I, if you put a gun in my head, I'm picking the Warriors based off their chemistry. And don't forget, even though that they weren't playing so good during the year, Draymond Green has been quiet. But is Draymond Green going to be quiet in the playoffs? No, I don't think so. So, I mean, and I hate I don't wish anyone to get injured, but they're injury prone. That team. I mean, they're one injury away from throwing things off. Um, I mean, let's say the Lakers win this game. Okay, now you're playing the Suns. I mean that. So the Lakers are either let's say they win one of these games and survive the playing tournament. They're either playing the Suns or the Jazz. Yeah, um, I think they'd rather play the Jazz. Back, right? You know. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Um, by the way, the Suns ten to one to win the division. Welcome. <laughs> I think we talked about that way back in the day of some sort. It was March. It was March. Oh my God. I'm just waiting. I think they need to win one more game or the Clippers need to lose one for to for sure lock it up on my ticket caches, but I can't wait. Yeah. All right. So we both kind of I mean, I take the Warriors. I'm curious what they would make the line. Uh if let's say the line came out at three or less for the Lakers to be favorite. Um also, I guess we should have said this is all in the bubble still, right? Like they're doing this in well, uh is it a bubble? I no. don't know. I I, I need no, to look that not. up. I was wondering. They're not doing bubble. No, there's no bubble yet. So this will be in LA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's. I mean, it's interesting. I won't I won't put the as much as we talk about the Lakers and in, in a sense of oh will they even win a playing game at the same token the last two games remaining on their schedule have the Pelicans and the Rockets or Pelicans and somebody else I forget so they might very well win the next two and then they need one loss from whoever's in the sixth spot and they the could Blazers the Blazers, and they could avoid the tournament. I mean, they could avoid the play-in. So I, I, that could very well be the Blazers versus the Warriors. And if that's the case, what's the over on that game? <laughs> yeah. 240. Yeah. Um, but let's say it is the Lakers and Warriors. If the Lakers come in at three or less, I would probably just wait until close to, to uh, tip off to bet the Warriors because I feel like heavy public money is going to come in as the game gets closer on the, on the Lakers, just, it has to. So I'm just waiting to take that money line value on the Warriors. Uh, just let it creep up a little bit. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay. This game, I, this one's for sure locked in uh, Grizzlies and Spurs. You know, both of these teams have been playing really good this last month. Um, especially the Spurs, which has been surprising. I mean, they, 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 I, I, I picked them. I took the points with them last night against uh they were against playing the Knicks last night, right? Yeah, of course the spread was like four, it closed at like four and a half, and they Knicks won by four. Yeah. I took them at five and a half early on, and then I put a little bit on the money line with the Spurs just because of they got blown out by the the Nets to the point where Pop was pulling people in the in the early fourth. And I'm like, oh, this is a sign of they're just they're such a, one of those teams that it's good enough and hot enough that they're gonna come out. And I was like, I don't know if they'll beat the Nets. I put a little bit on it, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure they'll cover that five and a half. Um, but then the Grizzlies too. The Grizzlies have been playing good ball as well. Both of these teams, I it, I don't even I don't even know who I would take. Um, I would take the I would take the Spurs because of coaching. I think if you have Greg Popovich in a position that he's in and you have the best person on the court for either of those teams, even though he hasn't been playing that great lately, is DeMar DeRozan. So you have the best player on the court and the best coach on the court for that reason and that reason only, you have to take that team. So I would take the Spurs, and I'll actually bet the Spurs. Um, But what I will take, which I take every single night, is that Jonas Valanciunas prop. He is the best – 
He is the Brian Rust to NBA. <laughs> he is the best kept secret that the books, I don't understand why they continue to set those lines there. His points plus rebounds prop every game is around like 27 and a half to 28 and a half, which means they have around 12 and a half rebounds and around 14 or 15 and a half points. And the guy puts up 20, 20, like every night. He's what's incredible. That's he too big incredible. on the over. The reason why Toronto won the championship a few years ago. Like, yes, Kawhi was incredible, but Valanciunas was in there in the paint getting every offensive rebound, getting every tip out, every block, and giving them the second chance points for Kawhi to go do his thing. He was like the Tyson Chandler to Dirk Nowitzki of the Mavericks. That's what Jonas Valanciunas and Kawhi Leonard were in Toronto. And when he doesn't play, you see how the Grizzlies play. When he's out, the Grizzlies stink. So, I mean, he's the best player. So I would uh, take the Spurs to win that game and Valanchunas, whatever the prop is, take it. I'll probably just go Valanchunas for that game because then I could just root that on. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's the Brian Rust of NBA props. I love it. I saw you uh, tweet about that. Like they, they didn't have it up last night or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think the real reason why they had to toot my own horn, I tried to, but the real reason they didn't have the prop up was realistically because he was questionable and i think that by the time he was announced that he was in the lineup the books didn't have enough time to get around to it but no 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 they they pulled it because i mean look they basically the books basically bought you you're downstairs i mean look at that you've been cashing so much on it (laughs) new tv back there that's what that's what that pay um all right do we think either of these teams have a shot to beat the warriors or the lakers i i mean i i would say no no no. Uh, no, no. I, I was going to say Popovich as a coach, maybe he could pull something off, but they don't have enough talent. I mean, the Warriors at this point are, you know, other than Thompson, they're healthy, they have talent, and they're coached well also. And uh, you would need Steph to have a less than 25 point night. And I feel like, after, especially after losing to the Lakers in a must win game, I, I don't know. I feel like, especially if he played poor against the Lakers, you know, Steph would be coming out hot in that game. So yeah, I, I, I don't see Grizzlies or the Spurs going much further. No, they're one and done. All right. So that wraps up the, uh, the play in tournament. Let's uh, let's stay in the, the West and let's just talk about the known matchups. I mean, these aren't locked in, but this is as of today. Like we said, the Lakers could still get the six seed, but I mean, the Blazers just need to win one more and, I mean, odds are the Blazers are going to get it done. So we have, I think, a fun matchup here. Clippers versus Blazers, because you got the Blazers that could score like crazy. You got the Clippers that are finally playing defense. But also, you want to, you know, let, let me rant real quick about a bad beat. I tweeted this out. I was pissed because I had gave out to my patrons. That's patreon.com slash game on podcast. If you want to want to join, come join the community. You get my daily card, and I had bet this, but a little bit. But I, I was trying to get a little bit more action on the game, and I didn't like the money line. So the spread was minus eight. I put a little bit on that. But I didn't like the money line of like minus three sixty. But the first half was minus two forty. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to put a unit on this to win about you know 0.45 of a unit or whatever because then i was going to turn around and use that 0.45 of a unit on a on a underdog or a couple parlays it's a strategy i've been using it works pretty well and it's just like use it as a free play so i took the clippers I go, oh, clippers first half against the hornets yeah i'll take that so i put one unit on it now it's not the fact that i lost one unit here's what pisses me off they're up 31 to 23 in the first quarter i go they got an 8 point lead 
They score 13 points yeah. in the second quarter. They lose the half 47 to 44. So now I'm pissed. And I go, are you kidding me? And then what pisses me off, they come out in the third quarter and score 40. And then they win the game by 20-something and cover the minus eight. And I was just like. That's, you know, literally, the only time they did score was when you didn't need it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, it's just what are what are the odds? I, I don't know. I probably, I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling when it got tied up in the second. I go, oh, my God. But uh, so the Clippers are hot and cold. I mean, they seem to be coming into form and they can always play really good defense. But I mean, the Blazers can score. This to me seems like a six or seven game series. I was going to say, I call me crazy. I would take the Blazers for the series. Mm-hmm. I think the Clippers are. Uh, I just think that they're not. I think last year they underachieved. And now they don't have that. They got rid of Doc Rivers as if he was the problem. And then look at the Sixers now. They're the best team in, the, in basketball. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're not healthy. They're not cohesive. Even though if they get healthy for the playoffs, they're not truly healthy. They haven't been playing together, all of them. You haven't had um, Kawhi, Bev, Paul George, Ibaka, all those guys on one stage at the same time. I don't know if you barely had them on the, on the same court all year. And now you're going into the playoffs where you floundered last year with a team that's not not as well coached as it was the year before. And the Blazers, you saw what they did a couple of years back when they went to OKC and and you know Dame time. And when you have a player like Dame who can put up 50 in a snap of a finger, and he has some players around him. McCollum has stepped up this year, not just been like a he hasn't been a number two. He's been like a one B. Yeah. And uh, you know Cantor and Yurkic, those guys can get rebounds. Mel can come in for stretches. I yeah I I like the Blazers man I do you know and and this might be the team this year that so last year I did a thing where I made a good chunk of money off of it up until the finals I took the Heat I just liked the Heat I liked how they were playing last year and every single game from when the second round on when they played the Bucks and then they played the Celtics because it was in the I I think part of it was because they were in the bubble so there was really no home no home court advantage. You there, Will? Lost it. And yeah, okay. Yeah, we froze there for a second. Okay, so they were a plus 150 on the money line every game. And I'm like, I think they win this series, so I'm just going to bet every game. If I'm getting plus 150, and they did, even even when it was an elimination game, I got plus one. So if this might be one of the Blazers where if, if they're the plus 150, if they're the underdog every game, it might. if you really think that they're going to win the series, it might be worth just to bet them every game. You know what? If they if you bet them every game and their dogs four to five points, even if they lose the series, if the series went six to six, you'd break even. If it went seven, you make money. Yeah, and if they and if they win four one, you you made a lot. Yeah, because I exactly. mean, because because they're going to be a dog in that fifth game because they're going to think the Clippers are going to come back. It's one of those things that like you just got to watch out for them when you spot it. You just bet it because, like you said, if you lose it, well, the ones you are winning, if you're getting plus one fifty or more, I mean, you're getting right. you're getting great value even if you just win two of those games so every two that they win is like three games of betting exactly yeah all right all right glad so la pops is that work lame ass work can't watch anymore thanks for tuning in la pops love it we're gonna have to get la pops on here again and and mike great guys so much fun nuggets mavs now I might take the Mavs in this series. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to kick it to you. 
I'm on the total other side of it. Uh, I think the Mavs. You and, and Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that the Mavs. St- not that I'm so not. It's not that I'm so pro Nuggets. I just think the Mavs. Look at how bad their division is. They are making the playoffs just because their schedule is so bad because their division is trash. They're going to win that division and, and literally have a worse record than so many other teams in the league who don't win their division. Um, and I think that Porzingis is soft. I know him. I've seen him firsthand. You know, is he going to be able to play seven games if he does? Is he really going to be able to bang with Jokic down low every game? No way. Jokic is the MVP and Porzingis gets eight rebounds and he's a game and he's seven foot three. So I just think that Luka is not going to be enough. Like you need more than just Luka Doncic every night. And, uh, you know, even without, what's his name, uh, uh, Murray, um, you know, the Nuggets still have a lot on that team. They still have a lot of people who can score, and they could beat you defensively, and they could beat you if, if Jokic and Porter uh, each score 40 points, you know, so. When you said you know Porzingis personally, I was thinking, like, wow, you guys are friends? And then I just, no, it dawned on no, no, I me. Mean, like, I've watched I, him. I, him yeah. I had a moment. I'm like, no, really? No. You never told me that? <laughs> I was thinking yeah. of that UFC guy that you met at the at the casino one time. You're telling me about, so I was like, "Oh man, he yeah, does. Cool he knows all the athletes." I was, on, <laughs> I was on the betting in the trenches the other day, and uh, I was chimed in on the chat because they were talking about Marcus Stroman. They're like, "Oh, he's from Long Island. Do you know him?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, like Marcus Stroman <laughs> literally went the same age as me. Him and Stephen Matz are the same age as me. I played against those guys." Um, but they were just, you know, different rival high schools, like down the block. Like Mar- my, one of my good buddies was actually, um, Marcus's manager for the first couple of years before they broke apart. And we would hang out at Marcus's house and it's like, yeah, I, you know, I know those guys. It's funny. Steven Matz, Marcus Stroman and Tobias Harris are like all guys who like lived, grew up near my hometown and made a name for themselves. Uh, Keith Kincaid, the backup goalie for the Rangers. And here I am doing nothing. No, no, what? <laughs> You're on a great stream right now, giving great advice, making oh, money off of these guys. Come on. I enjoy what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm saying in the grand scheme of things. All hey, the- we're we're, we're, we're early in our career, all right? You know, we're rookies. We're, we're moving on up here. You know, just give yeah. us a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I think this might be one of the games that I end up watching the first game and not Could betting be. it. And then because if they do, like I've seen the la- – so the Mavericks have played really good. Uh, I, in my opinion, I, I I've watched them last month. They, they've been playing a lot better, um, as of late, but if they do this thing where they tend to get to, when they get desperate, where it's, we're going to give it to Luca. And I don't even know if they do it. I, I think Luca does it. And he just starts, I'm going to shoot threes. I'm going to shoot threes. I'm going to shoot threes. If that's their offense, especially in game one, they don't show me that they can do something else against the nuggets. I'm probably not going to be on them because yeah, they might win a game or two like that, but they're, they're going to need more than Luca to win and so it might be the first game i sit out and watch and if i if i if i like that you know even if they lose the mavericks lose if i like that they were doing a little bit different different stuff moving the ball around a little bit more maybe i'll look to bet them in the second game and then they're on out but we'll see good luck all right i know i know you've been dying for this so let's get into it potential matchup i know we're gonna we're gonna switch it around because the east east is a little bit more different but as of right now it is bucks and knicks and those knicks huh i mean there's no way i could like talk about them without sounding like a homer go for it i'm gonna lay out and let you just be a homer because i I don't really have a i don't really have opinion in this one because i I like it could go either way 
the the Bucks are the team to pick, right? They're rightfully so the favorite, and they should win the series. But the problem with the Bucks is how many times have we seen this year that like they just have games where they don't show up? And we saw in the playoffs the last couple of years, like they weren't good in the playoffs. Like they literally yeah. weren't good. And Tom Thibodeau is hands down going to be the coach of the year. And the way Julius Randle is playing and the role players around him. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Do you think he's going to be over uh, the Suns' coach? Yeah, he still should be because this is the difference. The Suns, they added Chris Paul, mm-hmm. A, and B, on top of adding Chris Paul, they also were a, uh, they had a playing game in the bubble last year. The Knicks have basically the exact same roster, literally the exact same roster, minus Marcus Morris. And they won, what, 18 games last year? I think you're going to get screwed over, though, in uh, with, anti-New Yorkers. <laughs> uh, that and politics, because I was listening to someone talk about it, that uh, uh, I think it's him, would be the first uh, blackhead coach to win it since when, and Th- Thibodeau has already won it before, so they might want to give it to someone else. So I could be a little bit of that, you know, cool. into it. Sure, because I mean, it, it, it is very close. I mean, it's it's close. What what Thibodeau has done with the Knicks, I don't think anyone saw coming. He takes the exact same roster, arguably less talent because they traded a little bit of away last year, and had them from being a team that literally was in the mix for the first overall pick, and then turn them into a team that's not only you know making the bubble or making the playoffs, but like this team could be a four seed and only a few games out of the three. That's that's just crazy to me. I think that's- what's more impressive too is what he's. I mean, I know he's been a good player, but I feel like he went to another level this year. Was uh, Julius Randall right? Like, like what I, what did that had to have been coaching? I think it's part coaching, and then I've read so many stories about like uh, they say you know Kobe like took him under his wing, you know, towards the last few years before Kobe passed away, and when Kobe passed away, like Julius Randall kind of had like a self revelation moment and remembered all the things that Kobe was telling him. And like, if you watch like MSG, the sports network we have here, they basically tell you that like Julius Randall, like on, you know, like is literally at one in the morning, like on road trips, playing at like high school basketball courts, like practicing, like, like they literally say like stories like that. So I just think it's a determination, like a, a will to win thing. But if you look at what they're getting out of all their players, like, when Mitch Robinson went down, people thought, okay, you know, they're in trouble. And Nerlens Noel has been better. Um, RJ Barrett has taken a huge jump from last year when you're like, oh, is this guy going to be a bust? To now he's a guy who gets 20 and six a game. Um, and then yeah, they just have the, their three point shooters, their perimeter players. It's like every time Alec Burks or Emmanuel quickly get the ball, they hit a three. And then Derek Rose, sixth man of the year. Like, you know what I mean? Almost, you know, is. It's I think I think if the Bucks win the first game, especially if they win it comfortably, I'm definitely money line betting the Knicks second game. It just True. has to be an auto bet. It just has to be. I don't see the Knicks as a team that is going to be one of those teams that rolls over no yeah. matter what. So I think if don't get me wrong, I might t- I might take the points with the Knicks in the first game depending where it's at. But it, if it's close, but especially if it was somewhat of an easy type of win for for the Bucks, look at the Knicks to come in just a little bit more aggressive in game two. I think you get yeah. advantage there. It's going to be an interesting series. I'll leave it at that. I think the Knicks are are better coached and a better defense, and the Bucks just have a, more superstars and more offense. So it's going to be high powered offense versus really good defense. And I think this is like a another game, series that could go six games and uh, 
I, I, you know, I think the Bucks should win it, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks won the series, you know, because they've been playing good and the Bucks have been, even though they're overall good, they're inconsistent. And I think we're both on the same page with, so let's say that the Knicks end up with the fifth seed because they're, they're tied with Miami right now. So Miami would have to lose and the Knicks would have to win to jump up. Uh, granted, the Hawks state win one more too. And so they would be playing the Hawks, and I think we both would agree the Knicks probably – sorry, heavy steps, but <laughs> probably run through yeah, the Hawks. Yeah, I, I think if they play the Bucs, I mean, I'm going to say the Bucs will win the series, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks won. Um, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to the Hawks, I just – I just don't see it. Like the Hawks are a team that just lets up way too many points per game that I don't think that defensively they'll be able to clamp on the Knicks. Like, Dude, that would be a tough over-under to bet because the Knicks don't really – I mean, they have some high-scoring games, but a lot of their over-unders are in the low uh, two, two high teams. High 200s or low 210s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so like – I don't know. I feel – but the Hawks are so – I feel like this, the over-under would be set around 220, and that would be really tough because at one hand – Hawks aren't playing defense, but this one, the other hand, the Knicks do play good defense, but then, you know, the Hawks can score, the Knicks can score. It'd be so tough. It'd be every game. I could see it being flip-flop. One time it goes under, one time it goes over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Trey Young and, you know, if Clint Capella is cleaning up on the boards and Trey Young has one of those high scoring games, the Hawks can win. But my thing is for the Hawks to win that series, I feel like they would need everything to go right every game. That's just what I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the three, six. So that means the win. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of that would probably play the Nets. It's an interesting <laughs> the Nets to me, the Nets, the Nets win both, no matter who they play. I think the Nets win it. Um, but I think it's a c- competitive series. I, I think the Nets and the Phillies are on uh, Phillies. The Nets and the Sixers are on a collision course, and the Sixers play defense and the Nets don't. And I think that'll be a great series. It'll be like if the Nets and Sixers don't play each other, it's going to take a fluke, and I think that the Sixers would win in like six or seven games. Yeah, I, I have Sixers since since they're the one seed. If they weren't the one seed, but since they're the one seed, I think Sixers are going to win the East. If if I had to put my money on something, which I have, um, but I wouldn't. You know, I think the this might sound weird, but I think the Knicks would have a better time, better chance of beating the Nets than the Bucks. It's just something about I, I don't believe in the Bucks in in big moments. Yeah. And, that's why I, I I don't think the Knicks beat the Nets because I you know they've lost I think they lost to them almost every game they played four times this year where they lose them three of the four and you know of the games that they did play them I don't think Harden I don't think any of the games Harden KD and Kyrie were on the court at the same time so I think it's going to be one of those things where the Knicks could eke out a game or two because their defense and coaching but I think that they just don't have enough offense to compete with that I mean if KD Kyrie and Harden are getting all triple doubles. How do you, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. There's there's not enough offense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then the the last one is Hawks and Heat, and this is kind of this sucks because it's a division game. Uh, I think I mean I, I think the Heat would be favored in every game. The Heat think- the Heat would win that series in five games. I just think that you know the Hawks are the four seed because the Heat was unhealthy and didn't have players yeah. on the court all year long. But when healthy. Bam is, you know, he can go. Bam can like take away Clint Capella. Like, sorry, Capella, you're not getting 20 and 20 because Bam's going to block you and be under the paint any attempt. And Jimmy Butler is just going to lock down whoever he plays. And Tyler Hero will hit threes. And 
you know, the Hawks will win a game and maybe one game and they would need a miracle to win two. Yeah. Yeah. And the heat are, are their defense is what's true. It's just like last year. They're, they're getting into form and they're going to do something. And you just said that it would take a miracle that, that, you know, the, the Sixers and the, the nets are on a collision course for the conference finals. Look what the heat did to the Sixers, you know, last night I was just talking, you know, or was it last night or the other night? It was just, they embarrassed them and they didn't just embarrass them. They, they handled that game the whole time. Didn't give them. We've seen game after game all season long. You have a double digit lead. It doesn't mean anything in the NBA anymore, but not that game, that game, the heat controlled that's- it. They dominated. I'm not saying that's going to happen the whole series because like Embiid didn't do anything. So you can't count on Embiid not doing anything, you know, four games out of a series, but that's a good, they call. could upset him. They could upset I, the, I, I the can, one. Seed. I, I, t- I take it back. I was like, nobody's coming close to the Sixers, but like, if, if the, the Heat are the five seed, be, yeah, I was gonna say if the matchup happens to be Heat versus versus Philly, I mean, the, the Heat could beat them, but I can't say that because I haven't seen a, a healthy Miami squad for seven games in a row all year. I know it was funny. Uh, they threw out Haslam that, that night too. Like, first time in, in months that he's been out there. I think maybe even all season, and then and he he was on fire. I don't know. It's just. They've got that experience, obviously, from last year. Yeah, it's uh, that would be a good series. I mean, if we got, if you got Sixers, Heat, and then Bucks, Nets, it's gonna be an interesting Eastern Conference. I don't know why I don't believe in the Bucks. I just don't. I just, oh, because every year they don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that they're a great offensive team, but I think that. The, like I don't know if Giannis has that clutch gene, and then I just think that they play no defense. Like they literally play no defense at all. That, like Brook Lopez, known his whole career to play no defense. Giannis, great offensively, but like gets a few blocks, but isn't a lockdown defender. And then like Chris Middleton and and Holiday, like they're shooters. They're not. You don't have a single defender on that team. You don't have a defensive mind to coach. Yeah, I honestly thought it was. I mean, it's hard to, to for a superstar to leave, but I thought Giannis made a mistake, Dan. Big I mean, mistake. that's another topic, but I thought even if you took less money, I mean, when we talk less money, yes, it's probably $40, 50000000 million less, but he's still making $200 million plus whatever he makes off, you know. He could have went to Miami instead of Oladipo, and then Miami's the clear-cut favorite to win every year until those two aren't playing together. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that wraps all that up. Do, anything else you want to talk You want to just BS for a little bit? I mean, we, we're we – I'm proud of us. We're at 46 minutes. Usually we're the opposite. Usually we take an hour and 46 minutes and we're like apologizing. Like, sorry, we bullshitted so much, but uh, no, nah, yeah. I mean, uh, good little breakdown. I thought though. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's tough. It's like, it's hard to like, you know, we don't have set in stone series matches for every single one. So you kind of have to be like, I think these players are going to play. And if they do, here's my thoughts, but uh, well, yeah. let's just talk about the, the, I I've been saying this for two months, just, I can't, I've been saying I can't wait for the NBA playoffs, even though I've been betting the NBA really well. There's been frustrating nights for sure, but it, the playoffs, it's going to be nice because we know what we're going to get, unlike yeah. night in and night out. You're not going to have players resting, or you know, you're not going to have to deal with the not knowing until two minutes before tip if anybody's playing. Like, you should, there should be more clear cut on that. And, you know, granted, um, that's not going to make every series easier, but it'll help. Well, yeah, and I won't feel as bad when I like. Well, I do put a disclaimer out to my patrons, people that I, I, I give my my plays out to, because I got to do it in the morning before I go to work. But I say, hey, if anything happens where 
like a, a star players out or if it's a, a thing that alters the line by four points or whatever disregard the pick because yeah. no matter even if it wins or not i'm like because that's what happens in the nba just like Everything how lebron was supposed to, lebron was supposed to return against houston on wednesday like they were talking all Tuesday night about that, and then Wednesday night, Who's right? Supposed before to the against the Knicks before that, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Wednesday night, it's like not only is LeBron not coming back, but hey, AD's sitting out again too. It's just it's terrible. It's 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 there. I'm not saying this just because we're sports gamblers, but even in general, for like preparation of other teams, there should be a rule that like you have to get your lineup in, and, or you know, x amount of time. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that football, you have to have your you know your actives and inactives. Unless they, unless you call them a game time decision, if somebody's listed as questionable, you have to say in football whether it's it's now probable or game time decision at by eleven a.m. if it's a one p.m. game or something like that. Like yeah, it's a within little- two or three hours, even if they are a game time decision, you have to let them know if they're gonna. I think it's I think it's two two hours. You're right. So, oh, football! I can't wait. A prop I didn't understand tonight. I know it's a back-to-back, but Jokic is one of the best players in the whole league in terms of back-to-back stats. He actually plays better in, in most of his games on the second leg of a back-to-back. And uh, the Nuggets tonight, I mean, they have a favorable matchup. And usually when you bet a points, rebounds, assist matchup, uh-huh. you know, Jokic, is, his number's been around 44 and a half, 45, 46 and a half every night. Tonight, his points, rebounds, and assists was only set at 38 and a half at minus 110. So I got the juicier like alt line of 37 and a half at minus 140. And I was like, how is that possible? And I just looked at my phone to see what he was at because, of course, I'm, you know, at halftime, he has 13, 9, and 9. So he has 31 of the 37 and a half at halftime. How was that line what it was? Dude, the guy's about almost a triple double at half. <laughs> right. Like, so. That's the biggest thing. I mean, like I have so many people who will like, you know, be like, oh, you know, I they harp so much on money line or they harp so much on, you know, first half or teasers or parlays. But it's like prop bets are the most profitable thing to bet on because trends don't trends can lie in terms of money lines because it's like, OK, they've won the last 10 home games that they played. OK, but the last 10 home games they played, they played the Rockets and they played the you know Wizards and these and that teams they haven't played good teams when it comes to prop bets. If you can see that in 60 games, this guy averages 25 points and 10 rebounds per night, you go with the trend, you know? Plus you, plus you can look up his uh, the, the the opponent and see if it's right. a favorable matchup and see what they give up. Yeah, I don't, I look, I don't get when it. When I take prop bets, I'll literally go and then look at the opposing team and I'll say, okay, the Celtics, I go click each last game and say, what did their center, how many points did the center that they played get? How many rebounds the center that they played get every single night? You know, so. Major plays is in the Major house. Plays. Come on. <laughs> I can't do it. Like Major plays. A legend. I, we said it earlier when LaPops was on, but if you're not following Major Plays, if you're not listening to their brand new podcast, his, uh, what is it, his 30-day? 30-day uh, journey to 30 units in a month. Yeah, 30 days, 30-unit journey. It's hysterical. Beautiful. It's awesome because he's been doing well and he's been winning. But, yeah. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> How could you not be watching? Dude, hey, the, the lines today, um, 
I stayed away from a lot. I made some small bets. I just now am looking at the scores of some of the games already. And one of the bets that looks like I'm going to hit is an under in the Wizards game, which I, I'm shocked. I was nervous to bet under in a Wizards game. But um, the lines, I didn't like anything today because it was like they were heavy lines. And it looks like, I mean, a lot of them are playing out. Like the Sixers are blowing out the Magic and you know the Jazz are blowing out the Thunder. But it just, time it's hard. It's yeah, scary. it's. You can't. I mean, I get why they're double so many double digit favorites, but I don't feel comfortable betting it. Where's Russell Westbrook have right now? 16, 13, and 8. 16, 14, and 9. So he's got 39 combined already. You know what I mean? The guy is just a machine, man. Dude, I, I hope he carries that into the playoffs. That'll be fun. I'm not, my bets aren't looking too hot tonight. I took the Rays first half run line minus a half because they're mm-hmm. playing the Mets with glass now on the mound. So you have a, you have your best pitcher who's one of the best pitchers in baseball going up against a crappy left-handed pitcher when you have a right-handed lineup and a Mets team who doesn't hit. And the Mets are up two nothing in the eighth on the Rays. So that's that. Your um, Yankees aren't looking too good, even though they got two on right now, though. I didn't take them tonight. And yeah. if you, if you can't see, we're watching it over here. <laughs> I got the game on. Um, but, uh, of course I took the white Sox game one cause they had Giolito on the mound. They lose their game two. I don't take, they got bases loaded with, and they're already up to nothing. Um, reds play the Rocky site and Wade Miley has been a machine all year. Not just his no hitter, but he's been pitching well every game. They're losing to the Rockies and a pitcher with a six ERA. So my M my NBA bets are looking good tonight, but my MLB bets stink. Dude, that's the last three days. I've won one MLB play. It was like San Francisco oh. minus one and a half. And then I've lost the rest. So I, I, I did three days in a row. I've done two NBA pl- or two MLB plays, three NBA. I haven't lost an NBA play. They're the only thing. So today I'm like, I am not playing MLB. I have no feel sure. for this right now. And my NBA plays, even though I only made them like a little uh, one star, and I'm like, I like it. I only put three out, but. They're, uh, they seem seem like they're going to hit tonight, and so I'm just going to stick with what's going good for me. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey, real quick, since you do know it, let me throw this up there. Um, if we have a few more minutes before we planned on wrapping up, UFC 262, you got any, you got any uh, insight? I know Nate Diaz isn't fighting. That was a bummer, but the card is actually pretty good. Yeah, I didn't place any bets yet because UFC is a feel thing for me. It's like I I get excited. Hundred percent free. Yeah, I, I I you know it's one of those things where as it gets closer to the fight, as you see more you know of of their weigh-ins and you see more of you know their propaganda and when they even when they strut out and I'm like rushing to get the bet in before they like touch gloves. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel a lot with UFC. Um, there's some good fights. Um, Chandler is an absolute beast. I think that Chandler is probably the best wrestler, even better than Khabib, maybe. Um, I wouldn't go that far. Round game, so I have to bet Chandler in that fight. The rest of them are going to be. I'm going to have to feel it out before before the fight. So that I. Funny you say that. Is the same thing with me. So I'll I'll like tomorrow morning. I'm going to map everything out, send it out to everyone. But I get a feel for where I'm leaning. But there is something about the walkout, and like you said, I watched the weigh-ins. I'll tell you some stuff, um, but the walkout and it sucks because sometimes if you wait too long, your book, depending on who your book is, they will not let you get it in. Um, but usually if you do it within, you know, first little bit of the last person walking out, you can get it in, but th- you can tell, you can tell in their eyes or even like, um, 
I was I was on Megan Anderson. Like I'm like she's got a shot against Nunez. I think we got a shot. You watch her walk into not walk out, but walk into the stadium. She was so scared. Oh, I go nope, nope, not betting it, not betting it, no. And so there is something about that now. Tomorrow, some of the fights that I am interested in. So obviously the main event, but I think the first one that I'm going to actually bet on is the prelims. I'm going to take Shevchenko, the younger sister of Valentina. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a and good bet. She, she's, I, I got to do some more research into who she's fighting. So her record's nine and two. She's fighting someone that's 11 and five. I've never heard of the girl that she's fighting. But, Andrea, Lee, Andrea Lee. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to see if she's not anything like too crazy. I'm going to be like, well, I only got to lay minus 125 on Shevchenko. And I'm like, if she's got anything, like her sister, like you just got to have, she, I mean, she might obviously not be as good as her sister. She clearly isn't, but she's got to have some of the same genetics. right? So I'm trying to look it up right now, but, and try to find, cause I didn't know that much about her either. But if you're 11 and five as a fighter, like 11 and five sounds like a great record, but that's only a great record in, in the NFL, 11 and five in like in professional fighting is not that good because anyone yeah. who's going to get a title chance is going to be someone who has one, two losses max. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, Shevchenko's you know younger sister and Antonina, she's nine and two, um, and she's and gonna have her sister in her corner, right? So yeah. I'm on the same page as you. I like that for minus one twenty or minus one twenty five, whatever it was. Yeah, good value there. Um, I mean, that, that'd be a good one to make a nice little chunk of money right off the bat in the prelims, and you have some extra spending money throughout the rest of the fights. You can get a little bit riskier in some of the the other ones. That one, and let me tell you, um. His name, uh, it's called Bontorin or Bontorin. That guy, I'm telling you right now, bet on him. I'm going to bet on him. He's like a plus 115 underdog. I think he's the third fight on the main card or the be, right before the co-main. Are you on it? Home run. 5-2. Three-run home run for Gio Urshela. And just like that, the Yankees lead 5-4. Anyway, back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Okay, let me tell you. Uh, he, I think it's pronounced. It, it looks like Bon Torn, but it's like Bon Terrine, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Th this guy, I bet on him last time, and he was fighting in Kaikar, France, and he was an underdog there. Now, when you look it up, you'll see that he got knocked out by Kaikar, France, in the first round. Let me tell you how that fight happened. He came out, he beat the shit out of Kaikar, France, took him down, nearly choked him out three different times. Couldn't do it. Exhaust himself. They're up. 15 seconds left in the fight. Kaikar France lands a beautiful one-two and knocks him out. Like, the guy clearly was just like, oh, I'm going to catch my breath, thinking it's the end of the round. Boom, boom. Got knocked out. I think the reason why we're getting underdog value is because on paper, it looks like, oh, this guy just lost his last fight. He's fighting an inferior opponent. And, like I said, he should have won. It's They made a meme of it. Of you know how the memes that go around that go how it started, how it ended. Yeah, yeah, they made yeah. a meme of him like choke, like it looks like he's about to choke him out. Go how it started, and then the you know how it ended is like him knocked out like that. But like I don't know. I think there's a lot of value there. It it is, you know, the, the bantam weight, so it's 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 tough to bet those guys. But I'm gonna be betting him. I think he's a plus one fifteen underdog last I saw. Plus, I'm gonna put probably some, I haven't seen what the odds are, but probably some first round submission. That's probably juicy. I mean, the good thing with a first round submission on a fight like that is it's only a three round fight. So if mm -hmm. you put money on first or second round, mm -hmm. you know, you could put money on both props and both are probably on a first round, not knockout, first round submission. What are going to be plus 600 on each? Yeah. You know? so, yeah. 
Well, you get plus 600 and then probably plus 800 on the second yeah, round. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I did with the Usman Masvidal fight. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but uh, if what these guys are telling me, someone's knocking someone out. So why don't you take e- both fighters by knockout? So you got plus 200 and plus 300. If that happens, you're going to cash either way. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. There's some good fights. There's that one. And then, um, I don't know if I'm going to bet on my boy, Tony Ferg. I think he's too old now. It's tough, but I don't see him losing three in a row. It's but... tough the last fight, the last two fights he had, he fought against, you know, amazing fighters. He lost, he lost to Gagey. Okay. He took a, and he took a beat. It took Gagey all fight long to, to beat this guy down. And Ferg was like still standing. So he, you know, it's like now if he play fight somebody who's not as good of an opponent as his last two, maybe he's got a more of a chance. It's tough, you know. I think I might put a little bit on Ferg by submission. Um, I might put a little bit on uh, Dara Rouge by uh, decision, but I think my biggest bet might just be on the over because clearly you're not ending Tony Ferg, especially yeah. in three rounds. You're not ending Tony Ferg now. If he just gets his like like he got handled by uh, Oliveira last time. If he just gets handled again, and it looks like he's oh, this is it. I, I I'm confident he's not getting knocked out, and I'm confident he's not getting submitted. So, because um, Oliveira almost snapped his arm, he still didn't. Yeah, he didn't yep. give up. And so, I think the best bet is just say the over, and it yeah, might just be I a grappling match because he's getting old, too old to knock somebody out, and his submission game, even though it's good, is not what it used to be. And you know, he he lasts. He's yeah. gonna. You know, if you're gonna knock him out, he's gonna take a beating before you do it. And I don't think you're gonna submit him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm riding that. I'm actually gonna make that an official bet too. Lock him in. Love it. All right. Well, we're at our hour. This was fun. Uh, we're gonna do. You know what? We need to get. I, I was talking with him, and he's blowing up. And I can't wait to see. He said he was announcing something today. I, I haven't checked to see what it was, but our boy Maddie covers. We gotta get him back on. Yeah. All of us. Um, maybe during these NBA playoffs, but he's just killing it. You're killing it. I can't wait to see the official the official setup behind you uh, the next time we do this stream. But I'm uh, yeah, next time we get on, I'll make sure I got some Odds Fathers stuff on the wall. I'll make sure I have some of my all my Yankees, Jets, Knicks, Rangers memorabilia on the wall. Um, but your Zach Wilson, Zach Let's Wilson jersey happens to stumble upon. Uh, you know, I got some other memorabilia that's signed. It's not my favorite sports teams. I got a. Uh, you know, I got a little, you know, Miss Pac-Man machine there it in is. the corner, you know. I can have fun. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't do every uh, stream in a Brian Russ jersey. You know what? I've been trying. I'm, I'm dying. Before we go, if somebody can get a hold of him, we have a connection or connection is agent, get a hold of him for me. There's I'm, I'm, there's so much money I can put in this guy's pockets, and he just doesn't answer me <laughs> on any forms of social media. He does not answer me. I'm sorry, Brian Russ, but you're not LeBron James, all right? You could answer me. I got I got almost six thousand followers. Okay, bro. You're costing yourself money, Brian Rust. All right. Yeah. Also, let us know those nights you're not going to get the two and a half shots on goal. Thank you. Right. You know, <laughs> eight eight out of ten times you do, but the two nights you don't, shoot me a text. Let me get... know when your leg doesn't feel good. Yeah, shoot me a text. <laughs> Listen, Sydney's getting a little pissed off. I'm taking too many shots. Or just say I didn't eat my Wheaties. That'll be code for it. Didn't eat my Wheaties today. Hockey playoffs are coming up soon. Tomorrow Ooh. they start. Do they? Hockey playoffs start tomorrow. That's going to be interesting. Um, it, it, ha- the Islanders play, even though I'm from Long Island, I'm not an Islander fan. The Islanders will play Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, that line, you have Crosby, Jensel, Rust, Latang, and Malkin. I don't know if anybody beats them. They don't age. Hockey, you can play to your 50. I don't know who beats <laughs> Pittsburgh. 
maybe we'll have to do a stream breaking that down as it goes on too. True, true. All right. Thanks for everyone that commented and this was fun. Till next time. Oh, before we go, I got to get better at this. I'm usually good at it. You want my picks? You want my UFC picks? Last time, all my UFC picks hit. And I even I hit two plus seven hundred picks. UFC going to break down my UFC card tomorrow. Give it to you. Patreon.com slash Game On Podcast. You can sign up for as little five dollars a month. Five. What do you lose? Five bucks. You're going to win way more. Than, yeah, come on. And, and if you're really pissed off, if you don't like it, I'll give you your five dollars back. How about that? All right. So Patreon.com slash Game On Podcast. That's how we're going to go out. Everyone, have a good night. Nick, thanks for coming on. This has been fun.